Welcome to Transform, a podcast highlighting the people and ideas shaping the future of senior living. I'm Tim Regan for Senior Housing News. On today's episode, I spoke with Arun Paul. Arun is CEO of Priya Living. Priya has four unique communities in California with colorful marketing and a fun website. The company is also expanding in India with a new project primarily geared toward US-based older adults from India who want to travel home to see family and friends. We saw a very strong, you know, aspirational demand for people from the US, our current customers who uh, want to go to India, but also demand from all over the globe. And now here's my interview with Arun Paul, CEO of Priya Living. Arun Paul, thank you so much for joining me today on Transform. I'm very excited to have you. This is a, a very timely interview, I think. Um, so before we talk about um, the exciting new project that we wrote about uh, the venture in India, I wanted to start with actually just sort of a checkup um, on Priya Living. So I don't remember when the last time you and I actually sat down and had a long discussion. I think it was probably at a Nick conference uh, a year or two ago. But how, how's business been? I know you all have four communities in California. So um, yeah, h- how are things going in this sort of interesting time in the senior living industry? Yeah, you know, I think for us, the biggest challenge over the last, call it 12 to 18 months with our business has been, you know, on the development side here in the US. I mean, that was our focus. You know, if you really look back the last several years, you know, we, for a variety of reasons, I mean, I think between construction cost increases, you know, over the last 24 months, interest rate increases last year, and then the, the banking crisis, you know, in the first quarter, it made it virtually impossible for us to, you know, develop. And I think, you know, obviously is something that I know a lot of people, you know, are, uh, are dealing with as well. So, you know, but I think for us, that reality in the U.S. opened the door for India because I think the reality is had we been underway on, you know, our pipeline, probably wouldn't have had the time to be candid to uh, launch in India. So in a sense, you know, really the the roadblocks that we faced uh, here in the U.S. became the, the launching pad for India. One one door closes, one door opens, as they exactly. as they say. So mm-hmm. let's let's get into talking about um, your plans in India. I, I find this very fascinating and interesting. I think primarily first because it's very unique in the senior living industry. In fact, I don't know anyone that's doing any concept like this right now. Um, for our listeners at home, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Arun, but the basic story here is you're opening a new community just outside Delhi. And it's for short stays, I think at least 30 days is what you had said. And your target customer are actually people from India who live in the US who want to travel back and stay there for a period. And so, and, and maybe they don't want to give up uh, the comforts that they've been used to maybe in a pre-living community here in the US. So I find that really uh, fascinating. Can you first, I guess, describe in your own words kind of what this is and your vision for this? Sure, I'd be happy to. I think, look, uh, you know, for the last, you know, 10 plus years, we've been operating here in the U.S., serving this demographic here in the U.S. And, you know, there's obviously things we've learned, you know, by doing that. One of the things that 
we realized is, you know, people want to remain connected with India. And, you know, this is, it's no different than any expat community from any country anywhere in the world, right? I mean, Americans who live in Tokyo, you know, there's the American club there. Everyone comes back every year to the U.S., right, to spend time with family and friends. And it's it's universal, I think, amongst expat communities, this desire to come back home. And in the aspiration, I think what we really realize is the aspiration for people is to spend time in both places, right? And that's the aspiration. Now, when people are physically able, that's what people want. They don't want the 365 product is what I call it, right? I mean, that's what we offer. It's, you know, move in. This will be your one place. So where you're going to live. And so we saw this coming from our own residents. I mean, many of them wanting to go back during the year. And the reality is our, our 365 product, which is what we had in the U.S., didn't really accommodate that, right? Because if you want to spend four months a year, six months a year somewhere else, why are you going to pay a 12-month lease, right? We saw that there's a very strong, you know, aspirational demand for people from the U.S., our current customers who uh, want to go to India, but also demand from all over the globe, right? Because it's not just people from the U.S., it's people in the U.K., people in the UAE, people in Singapore, people in Australia. All of these people are coming back to India. So in a sense, being in India allows you to serve this this very global market just you know, demand on the U.S. side, I mean, is, is I mean, that's, that's very significant, but this is, it goes far beyond the U.S. And so that's, that's what we see. And of course, India has an enormous domestic market. We thought about India really not in that way. We thought about it as a way to serve our existing customers. And some of the demand we've been seeing here early for our community is actually coming from within India, which, you know, is a pleasant and great surprise, right? I mean, we certainly welcome that. So so that's that's our thought process, I guess you could say, with, uh, with India. I, I want to tell our listeners, um, you can actually go online and view pictures of, of this concept. Um, something that as a journalist, I appreciate is when you've, when, when you, when you put out the, the announcement, you actually included photos of the, of the actual community of people in the community. Um, but, but just in case, uh, our, our listeners are not near a place where they, you know, their phone or their computer, can you just very briefly kind of describe what this first community looks like in terms of amenities and sort of some of the things that you're looking to build into this? You know, I think one of the things that's unique about India, and I think it's important for people if, if, if they haven't been there or, if, or even if they have been there, but not recently, what you're seeing happening in India right now is they're building cities. So it's not like the U.S., where a real estate project is really asset-based, you know, single asset, maybe it's mixed use, if we're being really ambitious. In India, the scale of development is entire cities going up all over the country. The scale of it, you know, unless you see it, it's really hard to explain. I mean, because possibly it was, you know, the U.S. in the 50s and 60s when a lot of our, many of our cities were, were kind of born in a big way. And And, you know, what that means is developers are building the asset class there is called townships right and a township is essentially a small or mid-sized 
city. It's a very large master plan development, thousands of acres with lots of very well done residential product. And and this is something I think would surprise people as well. I mean, the quality of the residential product is is actually very, very good. And schools, medical clinics, pharmacies, horse stables, swimming pools, fitness centers, large outdoor park areas. I mean, you know, it's the environments that are being created from a senior perspective then, then you start thinking about it from a senior perspective, you have these incredible amenity rich, like like the amenities we, we, we can provide in India far exceed what we could do in the U.S., right? Because in the U.S., our projects, you know, it's the amenities that we put inside our building, right? And hopefully we're in an area where there are some other amenities too, but there's nothing like this where now you have an experience where as a, as a senior, you're in an intergenerational, naturally intergenerational, because, you know, these, these townships are drawing in large numbers of young families, right? I mean, that's the primary group. So it's, it's, it's really very interesting from that perspective, because, you know, you could, you, you could, you could argue that it's, it's, it's actually a better a better product for that reason, right? I mean, not just for that reason, I think the other reason is, you know, the service levels that we can provide in India are much, much higher than what we can do in the US. All of the services that we provide here in the US, I mean, it's it's at a much, much higher level there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now you've got a product that you could say is even better, and it's much more affordable, you know, in terms of real estate and labor, you know, the costs are 10 to 15% of what they are in the U.S. Wow. Right. So, so, so wait, hold on. T- they're t- a tenth of the cost? They're, they're 80 to 80, 80% plus lower than what we, what we do here in the U.S. And, and, and so, you know, to me, that's, when you take that combination, I mean, it's very exciting. And, and you know, it's the scale that's happening right now, you know, in India in terms of development, it's it's massive. You know, it's just, it's, so we see all those things as very good reasons, obviously. And, you know, I think for us, India, you know, our product, a big part of it for us was obviously the fact that our product here in the U.S. that we've designed works in India. I mean, it's not going to be the case, obviously, for everyone. And people are going <laughs> to approach India differently, potentially for that reason, if, if, if there's not that. Right. Like the, these communities aren't, aren't they, they don't have a, a care component in them, or at least not a big one that I could see, right? The, the service package, you know, it's food, housekeeping, you know, laundry, um, uh, transportation. And, you know, in, in India, that means a private driver that you have that'll take you exactly where you want to go anytime you want. You know, the housekeeping is done daily, you know, in the U.S., you know, that's something we would do either twice a month or potentially four four times a month, right? But I mean, because of the cost, and you know, th- that's an interesting difference, you know, when you just isolate on housekeeping, which doesn't sound like a lot, but you know, the difference between the two is in the U.S., what we do is, you know, there's either 28 or 26 days a month where we're telling people you've got to clean it. So just across the board, the ability to do that, I mean, you know, what, what we feel is it really opens people up to be able to self actualize it, right? Because that's what we're trying to do is create these great programs, these great activities. That's, it's a challenge. You know, that's, that's a challenge here because of the cost and all the things everyone's talked about, labor. 
I also want to I want to spend a moment and thank you for sharing all that information. I want to actually also ask you about the sales process for these because this is also sort of unique. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but residents can actually, or, or I'm sorry, uh, prospective residents of these communities in India can actually go online and book their stay uh, w without a, a salesperson <laughs> basically being their point of contact, which is which is very different, I think, than a lot of operators you know, view the business. They want the salesperson to be part of that process. Now, granted, I wasn't sure if there was at some point a salesperson that would come in and, and help seal the deal, but can you talk more about the sales process for this and, and how you put that together? Because I find that to be a very unique part of this offering too. Right. You know, our goal with this, I mean, you can think of this as self-checkout. Um, and yes, it is entirely automated. Click, click, click. And your stay is booked. You can certainly call in if you have questions. We we have 24/7 humans that will you know will answer questions and do a very good job and can walk people through it. But the idea is people are very used to doing this nowadays, right? I mean, and I think especially with this product because you know we do see a lot of demand coming from people who are going to be there for a few months, right? They're not necessarily moving in. And people are very used to doing this for hotels, for for flights, for vacations. Uh, and if if you provide enough information and answer questions, I mean, certainly uh, we want people to feel that it's easy. We're trying to make that process as easy as possible for folks because no one likes you know deal with you know applications and you, know, you get a PDF and you have to either sign it digitally or figure that out and send it back. And there's all this stuff. There, there's many, many steps in our process, right, in the traditional approach. And, and it's something that I, I have talked to a lot of operators that say, we wish we could do this. I mean, obviously, it's different, I think, short-term stay versus a year-long lease. But it does seem to me like there's perhaps something that the larger industry, you know, here in the U.S. can learn from some of what you're doing. Um, actually, this is sort of an off-the-cuff question, but as we were talking you know, I, I feel like, and maybe this is just fresh in mind because I talked with um, Danette Opachewski from Revel this week on, or, or uh, recently on SHN Plus Talks. Um, uh, I guess it was last week that I talked with her. Um, and she was talking about their, the, describing their short-term stay program. And so it, it occurred to me during that talk and it occurs to me now, maybe there is a lot more room in senior living for short-term stays in the U.S. Well, people want this, obviously. Look, I... I spoke, I spoke for us and our strategy when I said that the aspiration that we found is that people want to be in multiple locations, not in one location. And they want to spend their time in multiple locations because everyone has family or friends or people you grew up with or whatever the personal connection is in multiple locations. And the aspiration is there, I think, for that in a general sense, you know. In our sense, these are like global families and people want to spend time in India and the US. And but I but I think that aspiration you know, goes beyond and people in whatever their personal context is. And the only thing we've offered folks is this, yeah, again, it's this 365 product. But 
sure. What if somebody just wants 90 days? Are we are we going to say, no, you can't have it. You got to buy. It's like, like somebody saying, I want to buy a couple of chocolate bars from you and we sell chocolate. And I was saying, you have to take the whole palette. Like, right. I think this idea of, yeah, let's, let's engage people kind of with where they are and what they really want. Um, so I guess the tack on to that is, uh, you know, and granted, I suppose I would know about these plans if you had them, but do you have any plans to implement, you know, something similar here in the U.S. with your communities here? I'm assuming your focus is probably more on the program in India, but... Yeah, our focus right now is India. I mean, obviously that alone is a, uh, a big, it's a big undertaking. But yeah, certainly I think you can see the value of having places where people can go and, and spend part of part of the year. And by the way, I will say this. I mean, our, our community in India also welcomes folks who, who want to move in for 12 months, right? And you can certainly, you can book that as well online and you can do that you can do that yourself obviously people get who, who want to book for 12 months get you know they have a lower there's a lower rate for that they so but you know all that can be done so it's flexible in that way and we we do see demand for this also coming for people who want to be there 12 months i think making it flexible you know that that was really our 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 goal is flexible and hopefully very easy. So I, I want to ask you a couple more questions outside of the India uh, uh, project, but I but I want to uh, end this this part of the discussion by sort of summing up and getting kind of what the future looks like. So obviously, I know this is a long time coming. It's realizing a dream for you, um, you know, in a way. Um, and I remember you and I have talked about. Um, you know, I mean, really, uh, you've, you've got your eye on a few places um, that you could expand in India. I guess, you know, briefly tell us about sort of what might be ahead for your new uh, venture there. Well, you know, we are looking at a number of cities um, all across uh, India. And, um, you know, we see certainly a lot of demand coming for it, but also a lot of opportunities because as I said earlier, I mean, you've got all this development happening um, and that creates opportunities really at the end of the day, right? Because, you know, you what we found is there are developers there that understand what we do and want to work with us. So that's been helpful. Uh, but, you know, I, I would say, look, we're, we're, we're looking at close to 15 cities in India right now and building building a pipeline and we we certainly expect to open multiple new cities next year. And I guess an another sort of general question about that market just from afar it seems as though in general senior living is a a, a quickly evolving industry in India and this is of course from someone who's only seen news stories about companies that seem to be opening other things but what is the landscape for senior living like right now in India it seems like a very exciting time to be in that business there well you know look i think as you think about it from here in the US and our perspective as an industry here right i mean i know we like to beat up the industry sometimes here kind of when we talk in terms of what the problems are but the reality is the us senior living industry is you know very advanced you know globally and you know this this kind of relates to what i what i hope you know we start to think which is you know we've we've actually got a great product when you think when you think globally and so why aren't we exporting our product right i mean every other industry you know that's us based if you have a great product, is thinking about exporting, right? It's thinking about the global market. 
And that's the same thing I see here. I mean, I think, I, you know, you started, the question was really about what's happening in India. And so that's, you know, what you see is an industry that's 40 years ago, potentially in terms of when you look at the senior living industry here, right? And it's just beginning. The U.S. does have a lot more, you know, experience with senior living um, industries. So I'd encourage, encourage folks to think about, and the industry to think about, why aren't we exporters? So I want to, I'd be remiss not to talk about uh, marketing because this is something that Priya Living does very well. Um, so uh, again, for our listeners at home, I'm looking over the Priya website here. It's very colorful. There's photos of residents, you know, I see p- guitar playing, sunglasses, lounging in the pool, playing records. Like these are cool people and they look like they're having a lot of fun. And you know, it doesn't seem like you get a lot of this in the senior living industry. Although in the last few years, as people have redone their websites, I have noticed more companies trying to do this, but Priya's always had a very unique marketing style. Can you talk about like why you've taken that approach? I'm assuming it's successful. And, um, and I guess what, you know, maybe I'll tackle on, what do you think the rest of the industry can learn about, about marketing based on what you've learned so far? Well, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into it, and there's so many different levels in how we think about that. I mean, you know, some of it maybe sounds obvious to say, but you know, it it is about the people, and, and these are real residents too, right? On the on the website, yeah, these are these are real residents, and we think that our residents, people that come live with us, I mean, you know, they're they're the stars and all we're doing is we're we're building the stage we're setting the lights we're making sure that the av system works but they're the stars it's their performance when they open the door we want them to feel like they're stepping on onto a stage bollywood broadway you know that that kind of a feeling right so that's what you see in our in our marketing and you know we we believe these people are superheroes i mean in in a sense you could think of it as it's almost like a comic book in that sense, right? I mean, it, there's a lot. I can imagine some of these people on the pages of a comic book. I mean, they're very colorful, yeah. very fun. Yeah. 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 So that's some of the things that goes into it. But, you know, we, we want to be driven by, by people, people focus. It's not the real estate. You know, it's not about that. And I think too many times people get that confused, right? Showing pictures of empty buildings or empty rooms. I mean, it's not what people are looking for as nice as the, you know, the finishes might be, you know, and, and we don't use stock. So a lot of everything you see, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's all created and, you know, I think people can tell when it's stock, right? I mean, you can, you can kind of, you know, it's not like a real thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, like I've talked with many operators over the course of the pandemic who said, look, our prospects, people who are coming to our website and they're, family, they are savvier and they're doing their research now. And so I can see why, you know, having a very authentic look at the fun lives that people live, I can see why there would be power in that. Um, all right. We are, we are almost out of time. I want to kind of end our discussion with something to kind of, of, of leave us with at the end, a little teaser. So we've we've talked about I think we've talked a lot about the future of Priya Living, but again I'm I I want to just sort of ask you the what's next question. So yeah, so what's next for Priya Living, and then I, and then also, uh, you know we're we're at the beginning of a new year. Um, tell us you know what you see for the senior living industry ahead as well. Obviously lots of demand, but but what else? 
Wow, those are they're tough questions. Uh, you know, I think with Priya, look, I think I think really for us, it's it's I mean, it's it's India. Um, I mean, that's I think beyond that, I I think that's the what's next. You know, yeah. I, um, there's plenty to do. <laughs> right, right, and you know, as far as industry, it's a good question. But you know, getting back to something I said earlier, which is you know, maybe globalization of the industry could be a good thing, you know, and like I say, it's, it's, you know, the U.S. has a great product. So maybe it's time for us to export that product. Well, Arun Paul, uh, thank you so much for coming on Transform. It was great catching up. Well, thank you, Tim. I really appreciate it. And I uh, really appreciate everything you, you, you do at Senior Housing News, not just Thank yourself, you. the whole team. I, I really appreciate it. That does it for this episode of Transform. I would again like to thank Pre-Living and Arun Paul for coming on today's podcast. We'll be back soon with more episodes of the show. But for now, I'm Tim Regan for Senior Housing News. Thanks for listening. <laughs>